You son of a bitch. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils? Stick around. You're hit. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. Oh. Okay. If it bleeds, we can kill it. For the rest of us, who are the rest of us? My name is Nick Stevens. I'm Buddy Hamilton. And Sean Limley. Rattle, rattle, rattle. Recording live from the Tito's Diner. Tito's Diner. Diner. On a Sunday morning. Central Park. Fred Vegas. Yep, Fred Vegas. That's the place to be. I, I don't know why. I've, they, I've, I've they heard people, that Yes, I've heard okay. people say that. I don't know why. It never really made any sense. We have absolutely no gambling here. No. We don't have any strip clubs. We don't have no. any big fancy lights. We don't even have any hookers out on the streets. So what do we have anything to do with Las Vegas? I can see a strip club coming here at some point. All that we have nah, is a bunch it, of... Dirt bars and punks crawling around from one to the other. Yeah, that's really that's the only true. thing that we have in common. You don't think it's you don't think they put one in at some point, like like on Route One, where it's like epically depressing along every <laughs> stretch of the mile. Like I feel like they could totally do that. Well, I mean, you, you would you would think that someone by now would have already tried to do that. I think there's an ordinance because I, I mean I thought there of this idea like something. ten years ago. I'm like, there's no strip. Oh, you thought of it ten, ten years ago? You're oh, like, yeah. you know what they need? I know. I'll be like, I'll be like, hey, you got somebody? Where is the closest strip club? I mean, Richmond I, yeah, or Richmond North. or like what? Manassas, maybe? You think they might have some, or would it be higher than that? In Manassas, I, I, I think it's like Alexandria, like Wharton, kind of like Wharton, gotcha. Alexandria area. Gotcha. Oh. So I think there's a um, paper moon or something like that. Thank right. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Just right. so as uh, you all know, we are sitting here at the diner actually eating, so we are having, uh, uh, you know, we are being served during this entire time. So sorry for the loud bangs, sorry for the loud noises, the occasional thank you very much, can I have some more ketchup please, uh, those kinds of things. Can I get some sugar-free syrup so we don't make the day interesting, Yeah, uh, that kind of a thing, you know. Uh, can I get <laughs> want to just roll the dice? <laughs> Regular maple syrup? Yeah. It's getting crazy here. <laughs> we almost got killed by type 3 diabetic on the way here today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going back to one of my rants of people suck at driving. Dude's just driving like he's the only dude on the road. Stops in the middle of Route 1 to get across Route 1. Going slower than death. <laughs> but, speaking oh. of, but speaking of death, though, we're, uh, we're talking about, uh, about a little movie from 1987. Right? Oh, Badass movie. Right. Yeah, Predator. Predator. 
That's right. Oh, Predators. Yeah. Because we talk about a lot of comic book movies, a lot of a lot of sci-fi action movies that fall under the Comic Con umbrella. That's now, what we're doing. Now, was there was Predator ever a comic book? Now they did make some Predator comic books. They did. Was that after? They, the movie? That was after the movie. After the movie was the original conception. Uh, then it turned into comic books, and there, he's actually guest started many comic books. Some of my favorites have been where he's been battling um, one of my favorites, Batman. Um, oh, that comic book's awesome. He did. It's he did amazing. Predator vs. Predator Batman. Versus oh, yeah. Batman. That was back yeah, in the that 90s. would be a badass yes, movie. Yes, right back there. to the 90s. Oh, well, if you actually want to see it live, there is a fan made film that you can actually pull up on YouTube. It, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I can't remember the name of it right now, but. but I think it's actually Batman. It's Batman versus Joker. Yeah, versus but then, Predator, and then aliens come in there. Exactly. Oh, it gets absolutely nuts. Yeah. I think it's Bat on some productions. They do a lot of these like fan films. Uh, I've seen a lot of them trickle out. I think they even did the Star Wars one, the Vader versus Batman. I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. They're pretty badass for what they are. I mean, for the production value and everything, it's uh, it's really sleek. Yeah, very very cool. But I mean, the movie spawned. Dark Horse uh, would publish several Predator comics, including Predator vs. Alien, Predator vs. Terminator, um, Predator vs. Batman, you know. And so it did spawn a lot of comic books. The aliens are still running, and I think uh, those Terminator comic books are still going strong. We will probably get to an Aliens episode at some point. We have. Or a Terminator episode. I mean, we just... It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Well, it's going to have to happen. Those are some of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, and I haven't, I haven't seen the Aliens movie in God knows how long. So I got the whole collection on the Blu-rays. Just so everyone knows, Nick was correct. It was uh, Batman vs. Joker vs. Alien vs. Predator. Dead End on YouTube. Check that out. It's eight minutes and it's absolutely outstanding. Oh, so it's a short. Oh, it's very a much shorty. So. But very I mean, if you can so. spend eight minutes going through Pornhub looking for the right category, <laughs> you can spend an additional eight minutes, you know, finding this video. Correct. I got you. Correcty, okay. come on, dog. Hell, I spent eight minutes just closing down all the pop up advertisements. <laughs> no, that's right. You're definitely going to the wrong site. <laughs> I spend eight issues. minutes every morning pulling out my gray hair so I'm starting to get. Dude, you got you just got to roll with it. You got to rock it. You, you really gotta gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta uh, embrace it. Brandy called me out on it the other day, so you know, I mean, it is what it is. You know, yeah. See, I don't have hair, but I, I'm, I'm getting a couple uh, grays in the beard. I can see him. I'm like, eh, I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, usually people are salt and pepper. I'm like. I'm like, I think I said cinnamon and salt one time. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say cinnamon and sugar. Because <laughs> I got, I, it's like a red, it's like a little red beard. So. I like cinnamon and salt. You're a little salty. Yeah, 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 salty yeah. on the edges, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so, do you want to get into it? Should we just get into I mean, it? Does, any, does anybody have any announcements first? Or? Um, I mean, before the breakfast comes, you know, I mean, I'm pretty hungry, so I'm ready to get into that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been a pretty uneventful week for me. Just work and stuff like that. How about you? What do you got? You got anything? I got some stuff I'm going to drop. Oh, okay. Are oh, you going to do it now? You're going to wait. Oh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to okay. wait. All right. I'm not going to drop that other thing. I'm going to drop a little thing. Drop okay. some other things. Okay. Yeah. But not these things. But yeah, there's some, some stuff going on that are going to get dropped at some things. point, but not right away. Yeah. What about you, Sean? Um, I'm trying to think if I really had anything. Uh, uh, we had, what, Memorial Day last weekend, so this yeah. was uh, you know kind of a short week for me. Okay. Um, I had to work Wednesday, work from home on Thursday, work Friday. These are our enthralling lives. Yeah. Uh, Kids, anybody listening, this is, this is our life right here. Yeah, no, I really have nothing. Uh, the only other really exciting thing that I'm kind of really hyped about is 
second episode of Preacher is going to be on AMC tonight. Uh, be sure to check that out. Did you Ooh. watch the first episode yet, buddy? No, I did not. You oh, son of a that's bitch. A I just did it to piss uh, you guys off. Too. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Fuck these guys. You give me so much shit. No, actually, that's I did. I did watch it, so we can talk about it. Okay. So let's talk about okay. it. All right, okay. Wow. All right. His acting skills are through the roof here, because I really... Man. You threw me out, man. Morgan Freeman over here. Hey. Tell me, tell me what you thought. I thought it was pretty badass. The, the, you haven't read the comics, right? I haven't read right. the comics. I have no history on it. So, like, a lot of the things, I'm just like, okay, okay. And I'm like... I mean, I don't know if I, I want to... I don't, I don't know if I want to drop it for people who haven't seen it yet. But there's... People should... Spoilers, kids. If you haven't seen the first episode of Preacher, you know, it's been over a week. You know what I mean? And so... Let me ask you this. Cassidy, did you know that he was a vampire? I spoke to my brother... And he, he was under the impression that since it was, you know, dealing with the with the heavens and the hells and everything, that Cassidy was some kind of demon, not just a vampire. Are you talking about the guy in the plane? Yes. That's correct. Cassidy. Okay. Um, the not Irish at, guy. Not at first, but when he jumped out the plane, I was like, with no parachute, I'm like, he's got to be something. <laughs> yeah. And then they show, they show him, like, driven into the ground yeah. with his, like, guts everywhere. And he calls over the cow, and all of a sudden he just like destroys it. So I'm like, oh, he must be a vampire, because okay. like the one thing is, I I think it was the opening scene. It does that campy kind of like '70s like I meteor. I know I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was great. Yeah. And uh, and it shows like the meteor going or whatever. And then you have the I don't know where they're at, but it's some kind of. So that's not a meteor. Uh, oh, in Africa, you mean the first, the original one? Yes. Okay. And then the the the, the being kind of like goes Genesis. into. The, okay. Just see, so you know. Yeah, just so you know. Dropping the nerd them. Uh, yeah. So sorry. sorry, my descriptions are not that great. Cause I'm gonna be like that one thing, <laughs> but he, like I guess he gets possessed. And then he like you know everybody's like oh my god what's going on and he's like silence yeah and everybody's quiet and then all of a sudden he just fucking blows up that's a sick opening isn't it yeah but see but see and so my thing is like since I don't have that background and I did like the show I'm like I'm hoping. The, the, with the coming episodes they're gonna you know start revealing which I mean they got to I'm hoping they will and then so so I'm excited to see what's coming okay to, to, for them to explain these like plot points and everything well, like that you know speaking of that beginning and, and showing the entity Genesis going into that preacher then blowing up and then the subsequent um, other preachers or religious leaders that, that the Genesis went to and thusly exploded Tom Cruise <laughs> this that, that part <laughs> Yeah, that was great. The side that was great. But this is actually a plot point that did not occur in the comic book. Correct. It broke out of heaven and went to Jesse Custer, and that yeah, was that preacher. Yeah, Pre- preacher. Comic correct. Yeah. So I'm interested. In, I think it's kind of cool to show that little backstory. It shows that you know what did this happen? He wasn't him? like the chosen coincidence, right. or yeah, did it select him personally? So I would like to see them develop upon that backstory because that did not occur in the comic. Yeah, touching on that is because that was interesting because you, you did see it go, going from I guess high religious leader to high religious leader and so forth um, and then it, at the, towards the end it goes to preacher and then he doesn't explode but he does that he, he, like that one guy that keeps bugging him about his mom <laughs> keeps calling me yeah. and all that stuff and he turns and when he's possessed he turns around and he's like go to your mother and tell her what your heart feels 
Yes, please. Oh, yeah. Some of your sugar-free syrup. Sure. Thank you. And he's like, he's like, go to your mother and tell her how you feel. Tell her, about, tell her, tell her what's in your heart, bro. <laughs> yeah. And the dude just like all of a sudden gets possessed, turns around, gets on a plane, goes to his mother's retirement home, goes in there, and he's like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he just ends up. And he's well, he's clearly nuts because she has Wait, no was, idea. Wasn't that something yeah. along the lines of you know, tell your mother how you feel and pour your heart out? Yes, yeah. that's it. Yes. Yeah. And then she goes, he goes to the retirement home, and basically like, I don't know what he says to it. I can't remember what he says to his mother, but basically he just tears his heart out yeah. at the retirement home, sprays all the old people with blood, and just dies with his heart in his hand trying to give it to his mother. So at some point, I mean, we're led to believe by that scene that he was having these imaginary conversations with his mother because when he went to go visit her. She had no idea what he was talking about. She looked as oh. if she hadn't seen him or talked to him in years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's a little bit of a leap of faith. I didn't, I didn't read that much into that one. Oh, I did. Because she said, she said Jonathan or whatever well, because his name she was. she wasn't well, expecting him to show up. Exactly, because he got, he got on a plane from that exact moment and went and saw her. So yeah. it was like a surprise visit. Like, nah, see, I think, I, I think he was batshit crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, if he's, if he's spilling out his guts every five minutes to a creature about his fucking mother. Which, by the way, he wasn't, thank you, he wasn't in the comics. Not that I remember. Who, Jesse? No, the uh, the guy and his mom and that whole thing. No, 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 no. That was, that was completely uh, outside of, you know, a lot of other stories. There's a lot of changes but you from have the to source show material. How does it begin? I mean, I don't see any reason why they could not have done the initial usage of it when the police force and Hugo Root were attacking him. Um... And he told all the cops, uh, basically, drop your weapons. And they just had to. Yeah. They were all cursing at each other, telling each other to take their weapons up, but they couldn't because they were told by the voice of God in the comic book. Okay, okay. So there's a lot of really neat things about this storyline and this whole series that they could explore. And I almost feel like they should have just shot this thing panel by panel and just, like... You know, yeah, but I we have. no. I appreciate a good adaptation, and if it's anything like The Walking Dead, it loosely follows the storyline. But you know, I mean, Walking Dead has other characters that are in here, has people that just should or should not be here, like that ass. Oh my! I called it out. Oh, it was nice. So we all seem to like. We all we all agree it's good. We like it. Yes, we're gonna stick around yes. for the next episode. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Sean, yeah. you I'm love hoping it. it'll. I'm hoping it'll vary a little bit from the comic book. Um, you know, I mean, it needs to be able to grow and be its own thing. But I'm really excited to see some more character introduction, um, especially the way how they did our space. What are they gonna do with his character? Are they gonna make him the rock star? Are they gonna make him the 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 crime fighter? Um, mm. Not to not not to throw any spoilers out there. Like I. But we just did. did. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, how are they going to wind up portraying the Grail? Um, well, they throw a lot in there in that first episode. Well, but then I went back and I started reading the, the, the graphic novels again. Um, and the first graphic novel, granted, that's like, what, four or five conflicts. But they introduced everybody in that. Yeah. You got Hugo Root, you got Cassidy, you got, um, uh, oh my God, Brainfart. What is her name? Um, Tula. Tula, thank you. I was loved her, by the way. Something. Loved yeah. that casting. Yeah, she did, she did pretty yeah. good. She did pretty is good. that the chick with the kids? That, that preacher makes that bazooka. No, she is the the. Oh, okay, I know who you're talking about. Yes. The, the hitman. Uh, okay, now. yes. Which it kind of happened in the comics. Kind of didn't happen. Kind of sort of happened. Uh, yeah. She's basically she's a badass in the comics. Yeah, she's a badass. I mean, she's she's really good with, comp- with uh, guns and everything. She was raised uh, basically a tomboy by her dad, uh, but she only went out on one contract kill. 
Um, it was the first one, and she screwed it up. Uh, so it's not like she was this professional hitman who came into this and just immediately kicking ass. And her and Jesse used to be partners in crime, killing people back in the day. Partners in crime, yes. Killing people, no. They would basically run around, rob cars, go on joy rides, and live a good life. And see, while I said I wanted them to do this a little bit more panel by panel, like the comic, I do appreciate how they. I do appreciate how when they did stray away, they kept that weird sort of Garth Ennis kind of humor intact. Oh, yeah. They're making that bazooka out of those like, figurines. I thought that was some, <laughs> some dark, you know, twisted sense of humor. The most impractical thing ever, but it yeah, works. It works. Yeah. Totally works. I mean, it is based on a comic book, so we got to remember that. And we don't take this shit that seriously, so we shouldn't start now. Right? Yeah, exactly. Amen. Amen. That was, that was lots of fun. If you do start taking this seriously, you might want to go uh, get your head checked. <laughs> or at least start checking who's giving you those reach arounds on a Sunday exactly. morning. Because you're not paying attention. Nope. All willy-nilly with them. So are we ready to get into 1987? Some 1987, originally titled oh, The yes. Hunter. It was? Originally when it was in uh, production, it was titled oh. The Hunter. Look at you oh, over really? here. Okay. Backfinding me. is an amazing thing, let me tell you. Well, I do have to give a little shout out to our boy Brandon. Comic uh, book Brandon, big Brandon. Yes. However you want to go. Because uh, last week, last weekend, me, actually me and Nick got to watch it with Brandon. You weren't there. I can't remember what happened. But... He, we got to watch it with Brandon, and then after we watched it, I think later that night, he sent us uh, a little excerpt from the the internet, the yeah. web, uh, giving us some article with some like fact findings, like yeah. Idea. Which I did you read it? <laughs> yeah. Which I read it. Which it, it, it dropped some some crazy stuff like mm-hmm. Claude Van Damme, Jean Claude Van Damme, Jean Claude Van Damme. Yes, thank you. Was supposed to play the Predator. Yes. What the hell? Yeah, he was yeah. supposed to be in a costume. The oh, costume was like ridiculous. Oh, pretty boy Van Damme, old Splits McGee himself. He no, he was going that without he, without showing his face. He was gonna wear a helmet and everything, and and and, the, and they show a picture of like what the costume looked like, and it's absurd. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It, it, if, if, if it would have went that way, we wouldn't be talking about this movie. We would not today. be talking about this movie. Well, we might. Well, not in the same light. Yeah, yeah, true. Very true. Because okay. it could have gone, okay. it could have gone wrong. I think we can all agree that this movie is like a staple from our youth. Of course, it's a classic. Oh well, yes. yeah, I've seen it if, many, if, many, many times. Right. Right. This yeah. You didn't get to watch it again before the podcast. No, I did. I've, I've just recently seen it. I just went back out and bought the Predator One and Predator Two dual DVD pack uh, from friggin' Walmart and did that like I don't know two years ago and I've watched it at least three times here. since then. <laughs> Well, that's what because Nick's like he's like Sean didn't watch it. I was like, does he even need to? He I mean, need to. Like, I like, no, yeah, Sean didn't I, I know watch the movie. I know the movie. You don't need to. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's grown up probably around the same age as us, you if you haven't seen this movie, like what the like what the hell have you been doing for the past thirty four years? And we knew most of the lines. <laughs> like even watching it again, Brandon, like I was oh, like, you one I, ugly <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> got time to duck. <laughs> Stick around. From the, yeah. <laughs> uh, from the beginning of this movie, watching it again recently, it does feel like it, it's borderline disaster movie. Like it has all the in- ingredients to be like a piece of shit movie starting out. Yeah. Because they're like everybody gets there, nobody's really clear on what the mission is, and if there wasn't, yeah. and it's a very weak ass plot. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. That's called it out there. It has all no, the ingredients. But at the same time, when you look at a film like that, that is kind of more the subplot just to get you to the right. actual plot. Right. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, I just thought the, the subplot, 
That was just shit. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Right, right. <laughs> well, it was, it was funny because we were watching it, and <laughs> Nick's over here popping a boner when uh, Arnold and uh, Carl Weathers fucking do the, do the, the, uh, the, the, the hand slaps and then the muscles were going. <laughs> it's only one of the greatest scenes in American cinema. Dylan, you son of a bitch. And they breathe on their biceps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, and I paused it and then took my clothes off. I was like, guys, look at this scene. Yeah. Seriously. Okay, I kept my clothes on, and we didn't pause. No, you just you went directly to the bathroom. Went directly to the bathroom. You're like, well, I had to wash my hands. You don't want to repeat But seriously, so, that scene is fantastic. No, it is. It is. It you is. Know? Nobody, it is. It's, it's nobody is that big in any movie anymore. Or maybe The Rock. Yeah, The Rock. But nobody is like. They don't make movies like that anymore. Like no, this movie. No. It's, it it's, a, it's, a, it's a dude's it's right. a dude's movie right. you know the closest thing that they make to movies like this has been the expendable movies Which and is that's why I absolutely up. love those movies because they're just fun to have to be fun they're soldiers of fortune and it's just it, it's it's really entertaining it's funny um, you bring that up though because he does mention that like my men aren't expendable in the Predator movie. oh yeah yeah and I can't help but think that that helps spawn that whole that whole franchise of yeah. course of course so what, what are your first memories of this film when you were young oh man first memories uh, I mean I, everything from especially the cover you know I mean how badass is it you've got this jacked up guy carrying this big ass freaking gun Arnold. all this red and green around you sitting in the crosshairs I think that that um, was just and, and I mean when you first see just that image it's like holy shit that is grabbing alright yeah. I, I, I fuck with this let's see what this is all about here then when you start watching the movie obviously there's the iconic scene that you were just mentioning when him, him and Carl Weathers first uh, meet up and they're getting what is that they're in front of the helicopter right they're in the uh, the little hut they're in no, the, little in the hut. hut yeah uh, okay. it's after, okay. it's after they land and he goes to meet the general or whatever yeah. and then Carl, Carl Weathers I think is smoking his yeah, yeah 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 he's got a cigar and <laughs> in a in a in a ass tight <laughs> button down shirt with a tie and with baggies a tie. in the middle of the Congo or wherever you know, they're at wearing his, his red uh, Ralph Lauren polo you know <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah exactly smoking a cigar of course of course now um uh, and so I'd have to say finally the the end scene where Arnold finally realizes that he can mask himself from from the beast with using the mud and then just goes nuts I mean, he starts setting up all the traps, just oh, starts yeah. becoming just a badass, really using his survival skills. That, and the, uh, I, I can't remember the character's name, but the Stone Cold uh, Native American guy. He, he, oh. He's the quintessential, he, he plays the same actor in every single one, but the guy's ripped, and for some reason he decides to pull out his machete and, you know, cut open his chest. Yeah, Billy. Trying to check. Billy, Billy, thank you. I, guess, right? yeah. I don't remember the actor's name. So those are like, when you think back on this movie as being a kid, like those are like the movies, the scenes that pop out to you. Yes, I mean, as well as the iconic image of the Predator himself. I right. mean, I remember um, the, the comic book shop that I used to go to back in Springfield, in Springfield Mall, used to have a life-size statue uh, in there of the I Predator. remember that. So, I remember it was really. so great being able to go in there and just like, yeah, God, he's so cool. I remember that comic book store. That's where, I, that's where we saw the Gene, uh, Gene and Scott Summers wedding. Okay, okay. Yep, that's where I picked up uh, uh, The Death of Superman. I mean, there are a lot of uh, memories there. That's where I started reading Gen 13 and shit like that. Oh, man, Gen yeah, 13. Yeah. We should that do a Gen 13 episode. That was definitely uh, you know, a teenager's um, wet dream, that comic book. That's basically all yeah, it was. It was like soft core porn. It was soft, soft core. 
comic book porn. It was one of the first comics, I think, to blatantly display a lesbian character. It did at the first lesbian case in the comic book. Yeah, at least for what we know. Yeah, I, I mean, and I mean, they, they probably had innuendos galore back in the fifties <laughs> and sixties, but you know, the comic code had nothing to do with that. I mean, there was blacklisting and communism. But speaking of communism, <laughs> what about what about you, Buddy Hamilton? Your first impressions, or I should say your first childhood memories. I'm trying to think back, because, I mean, this came out in 87. I was six years old. I think I should also say for everybody listening that we all saw this movie when we were, like, six or seven years old. Because back in the 80s, nobody gave a shit. Yeah, early 90s, I should say. What the hell is our rating? That's fine. I mean, exactly. Usually with my folks, it was a less there is sex in it, uh, you can watch it. Right, exactly. (laughs) If there is, you just have to close your eyes. Exactly. (laughs) The boobies don't know. Total Recall, prime example. (laughs) Oh, you got to sneak a peek at those three titties. Got That's what you remember? What? The, the three days? Total Recall? No. <laughs> you brought up Total Recall. Yeah, hey, I mean, you're going to call in Total Recall. We're, we're talking, you have to we're, we're talking that's, nudity that's fair. and Total Recall. That's fair. I mean, most iconic iconic shot right there. <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> I will now. <laughs> I got five kids to feed. <laughs> is, that the, is that coming from the midget? No, that the, the, guy, the, 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 the cab taxi cab driver. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, okay, Many okay, years, okay. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, my first impressions of this movie were just wonderment. Like you said, the cover was was badass. And like, I mean, you didn't really know anything about it. And so, you know, I went in with an open mind. It's true. You know, I don't remember any marketing on this because I was so young. So I don't exactly. remember how they marketed it, or like I don't remember seeing trailers for this. Like, I, I went back since then and watched the trailer, and the trailer gives you gives you everything. But walking into this cold as a kid, yeah, it definitely like what? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, what? Exactly. Shit, you know. Well, I mean, it, it, it comes it comes from like the first scene, like where they come across the bodies hanging from the tree, yeah, the yeah. helicopter. So like you're like, who's 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 killing all these dudes, skin on and hanging them from a tree? And then you get the the first glimpse. I only think the first glimpse of the predator. And he's already camouflaged, so you don't really get to see him. But you do get to see how he how he looks at the world through the um, not night vision, but heat vision. Heat vision, yeah. And so, I mean, and that's pretty cool. I mean, I, 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 mean, I can't think of any any other movie that's done something like that, where it kind of gives you kind of two perspectives, one from the Predator, and then the one from the, you know, the, the soldiers. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty bad. It is badass. Oh, snap. Thank you. You're welcome. Here we go. Side of bacon. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you. You welcome. Can I have another chocolate milk, please? Sure. They don't refill it. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So they're gonna charge you extra for that chocolate milk. Yeah, I'd like my chocolate milk. Yeah. Okay. The Western man. This is what I gotta do. Western's the way to go. Western's the way to go. I gotta say, my first impressions. I was living overseas. Okay. Hold on. Can you be a little bit more specific? Living in Italy. Oh, Italy. We had to get all our rentals. We had to get all our rentals from the from the commissary in the embassy. And they were always like, you know, quite a few years behind getting the rentals. Say, yeah, uh, I wonder okay. how old you. Do you remember the exact age that you were when you saw it? I was was probably, there a delay in the I release? Was probably like seven or eight. Okay, so yeah, about that, about that age. All right. And my mom had really wanted to see it. She pretty much introduced us to all the movies we grew up. That's because your mom's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm watching this thing. I loved Arnold. 
you know. Yeah, of course, I mean, on like back in that day, that he was like a block. I mean, he still is. He was block. the superhero. He yeah. was the superhero exactly. that kids looked up to. They wanted to be like, even if half of his movies were rated R and not kid friendly. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure that that holds true back then. I think he turned into that with movies like uh, like this. Uh, I mean, he grew into that role. But I mean, and the original. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, like the original Conan's and things that he started in with that. I was too young for this. I didn't get. I didn't start watching those movies until much later on in life. I, it was movies like The Predator, which was my first introduction to Arnold. Me too. And who he was. Me too. This. I mean, this movie is what made me like love him so much. Yeah, yeah. but okay. I was traumatized I, when I saw him in the first Terminator, and he was killing innocent people. Yeah, that jacked me up. <laughs> and then he came back from T two, and everything was okay. T two is fantastic. T two is, as Nick would say, a film. All right. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing that movie today. But I guess I, I mean this is this is my bad. And I, I do apologize. I should have done more research. But when did okay? Because you got classics like The Running Man, Commando. Commando um, came out before Predator. Okay, and I'm pretty sure like Scorpion or something. No, that's Stallone. Ah, Cobra. You think of Cobra? <laughs> Cobra. I mean, yeah, I same thing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I knew what you were talking about. It goes back to our conversation. Might not say it right, but we know what you're talking. About. We know what you're talking about. Exactly. Meta tomato. Does it hang to the left or does it hang to the right? <laughs> or does it have a 90 degree? <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, like some of those classics. Like I love one of them. Love it. Okay, okay, that's a very fair point. That is a very that's good movie. Doesn't, that's a still doesn't contradict Just recently though. put back on Netflix again. His, his, wow. All his movies are rated R for the most part, but he was still an icon for a lot of kids growing up. Like, Thank you. Oh, yeah, he represents the American dream, like Brandon said. You know, the guy came over here with nothing and then became an international movie star and eventually became governor. Yep. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's huge. You know? Yeah, that's a, no, it's a huge accomplishment. And he's alone survivor of this film, and I gotta say, and I said this when we no, watched it. No, he's not the lone survivor. Oh my God, she doesn't count. <laughs> now, okay, if from his crew, he's the lone survivor from his crew. There we go. If, now, if anybody can go up against the predator, it's going to be this guy. You know what I'm saying? I've said that during the during the movie. Oh yeah. Like just his skull structure alone, his skeletal <laughs> structure, his build. If anybody, I mean, at one point towards the end, predator doesn't even mess him up anymore. He just he doesn't even use his gadgets. He takes the helmet off. He's like, all right, it's like this. Oh, like I love that scene because it goes back. It goes back to them talking about in the woods. They're like Arnold was to the to the chick that fucking Carl Weathers had to pick up. Had to take along that they found in the campground. In, uh, I call her the village girl, by the way. Okay, I don't remember her name. Yeah, I don't remember her name. Okay, Anna. 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 Thank you, Sean. Um, and I'm the one who didn't watch it. But when when um, <laughs> when uh, God bless you, Wikipedia. <laughs> When, uh, who is it? Sean Black? The guy with the glasses. Shane Black, Shane Black. is the guy who played the communications guy. He's like the first guy that gets killed. Yeah, but see, he was guarding her. Predator gets her, yeah. gets him, kills him. He doesn't kill her. And then Arnold realizes she's that unarmed. she's unarmed, so he didn't kill her. So it's like he's like hunting her. And then at, at the end, when he sees Arnold doesn't have any weapon or anything like that that's when he's like you know what alright we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna throw a pistol cuffs you know I'm not gonna use my <laughs> weapons and stuff like that I'm he gonna says that roll. too he says that he says alright we're gonna t- we're gonna play pistol cuffs I'm not gonna use my weapons or we anything do a like little rope dope you know a little rope dope and, 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 and actually that's like that's a scene that's a scene where you get to actually see the predator's face 
Yes. Drew, that is the, the unmasking. Crap face. Yes. Yeah. And I, well, I want to say, and that, that thing uh, that Brandon sent us, uh, there was like a little, little blurb in there that I think the director was having lunch with someone, I think James Cameron. And it was his idea to, like, to, 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 to do the, the mandibles. mandibles. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, because he takes a mask off. This movie was supposed to be another Rocky movie, by the way, initially. Oh, yes, that's right. It was supposed to be in the what? Another Rocky movie. A Rocky movie. Rocky was going to go to another planet and fight an alien. Yeah, because since since Rockies beat everybody, they were like, what? who can Rocky fight now? And they are like, put him in space and fight an alien. So the first draft of the script was a Rocky sequel in space where he's fighting an alien and somehow evolved into commandos yeah. going in the going in the jungle. Exactly. You know, yeah. I've heard of stupider things. I mean, shit. We sent Jason up in space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we've sent a leprechaun in space. So, yeah, there was a leprechaun in space. Rocky in space isn't the weirdest thing I've heard of. At least he's a human. True. I mean... So I was looking up the movies, um, and turns out Running Man was right after Predator. 88? Uh, still 87. So um, it was... Uh, he did a lot back-to-back. I was about to say, back-to-back yeah. Conan, uh The Conan movies were obviously the first one. Then came the original Terminator in 84. Red Sonja, Commando, Raw Deal, and Predator, Running Man, Red Heat. Wendy, Red Heat. Can't forget about Twins. When, when did Twins come out? Twins was 1988. Oh, was it 88? See, that makes sense about Terminator because I watched that much later down the line and I was traumatized. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's averaging about two movies a year. And now we jump up to uh, 1990 where we get Total Recall followed by Kindergarten Cop. Um, <laughs> it's not and a then Terminator 2. <laughs> Terminator 2, yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense. 92. So he's knocking out the flicks left and right. Oh, he's, he's slaying them. Yeah. He's slaying them. Doing, doing great movies. But that goes to help uh, talk to the point of, you know, what was the first introduction with us? I think, uh, you know, maybe seeing Terminator, but I, I'll be honest with you, I definitely saw Terminator 2 before I saw Terminator 1. It just worked out for me in that, uh, that time frame. I, I, I'm trying to think, too, because I, I definitely... I definitely I just, I saw Predator... I'm going to say I saw Predator, Commando, Running Man, all Red E. Because, hold on, is, who's, um, who's his, who's, is, doesn't he have a, a partner in Red Heat? I might be thinking of another movie. I'm unfamiliar with the movie. Oh, you don't? Oh, you don't? It's pretty badass, because the opening scene in that movie. John Belushi. That's what, or, J, or James? James Belushi? Which was the brother? That's one, that, it's the brother. That's what this I This is an Arnold Schwarzenegger episode, kids, so, sorry. Yeah, so if you can uh, help us out with that, please email us at comiconspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, give us that answer. Did we ever get an answer from last week? About Hell no. How, okay. Come on, listeners. Give us some info. I know. Um, we're a little scatterbrained today because we're eating. We're hungry. Yeah. But the opening scene in Red Heat, he's in, like, Russia. And he's, like, I can't remember if he breaks in or he gets into, like, a Russian, like, men's, like... He fights that other like big Bolshevik looking motherfucker oh, yeah. that's like, in almost every other Arnold movie in a, in a, in a bit role. Yeah, you know, that you'll recognize if you look closely. Yeah, and so and he just and he just he's like he's just whipping ass in this uh, 
steam room or whatever. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Whipping ass, right? Whipping ass. Whipping ass in a steam room in, in Russia. Um, that just makes me think about just like a whole bunch of just naked guys sitting around in like a sauna with towels just smacking each other in the ass. Exactly. Well, I that's appreciate that's how it. almost nobody touches on him actually ever being from Austria. Almost in every movie he's in, there's some like loose play on it. So like in Red Heat, he's Russian. So we got to figure out that accent somehow. And in this movie, they even call him Dutch. Like Dutch. Dutch. Oh yeah. Yep. Like oh, I get it because he's well, German-ish sounding. I think in Twins, he actually when they I guess when him and Danny DeVito split and he goes to live with the scientist, I think that's an Austria. He wasn't a cloned embryo. Oh, that's Junior. Never mind. No, no, that's when he gives birth to a fucking kid. Well, at least we're getting our movie facts right. Yeah. So what's your favorite scene of this movie, Predator? I mean, Sean touched on quite a few iconic moments, of course. Yeah. I gotta say, it's for me, it's the end. Yeah. He's covered in mud and he's mm-hmm. setting up the traps. You ugly motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does, because if you haven't seen the movie, or if you can't remember the scene, he, he goes, what, he goes over like two waterfalls, climbs mm-hmm. to, he, he doggy paddles to the shore, He's definitely doggy paddles, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a little fucked up. Goes, uh, goes through the mud, covers himself, and kind of gets up in the roots of this tree that's kind of like been washed away from the bank. And so he's like intertwines his arms in the roots, and he's just sitting there. And like the predator comes, looking for him, can't see him. And I think that's when he starts, when the predator starts removing his mask, and then Arnold's like, you'll find other motherfucker. Well, I mean, just, just say son of a bitch. Look, look at oh, the, is it son of a bitch? I don't know. Is it I, think it, I think it is motherfucker. You're one ugly motherfucker. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I mean, the one, one part of that scene that you're forgetting is just the sheer terror. He goes over the waterfalls. He does all that. He does the doggy paddle. He finally gets ashore, and he takes a breath. And you think, okay, he's finally going to get a moment of reprieve. Mm-hmm. And then the predator lands next to him, and you, you just know that you know because you don't see the predator, but you just see the splash of water come up where he has landed. Mm-hmm. And it's just that look of sheer terror on Arnold's face while it happens. Well, that's such a a important scene and such a because these dudes are all badasses. We get that we get that in the helicopter when they're all exchanging their jokes and they've been in a million missions. <laughs> one guy says at one point one guy turns over to um to Mac played by Bill Duke when he's like I've seen some jokes on my time. Well, this book makes Cambodia look like Kansas. <laughs> like, you get the idea these dudes have been, like, on all sorts of missions before, through thick and thin, through hell or oh, yeah, they, got, they got a history. How many of the phrases can I come up with? You know, <laughs> this is this is not the lonesome dub of Jungle, of jungle Commandos. This is like... This is like the, uh... What, shit, I don't even know what. It's what's just, that? What's that? What's that line that Jesse Ventura? Kids, if you don't know who Jesse Ventura is, look him up. Right. He was a wrestler. What's your job? Yeah. And but he drops a line in that in the helicopter. That shit will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> yes. That's what. He yes. Says. He's passing out. He's passing out gifts to everybody. And then we. And then you drop that line again. You gotta drop that line. Get a little closer so everybody can hear that. Make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. I gotta keep it somewhat, somewhat uh, yeah. low here. For, we're we're probably Sunday we're church crowd. Um, no, but there's everybody's got a personality. Everybody's large and in charge in this thing. And yeah, yeah. Arnold is the leader, and you know why immediately. You know he's the man. He's know? the alpha male. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, you know, 
And that being said, and we'll get to casting call in a little bit, everybody in this with their large personalities, you don't really anticipate that anybody could, could get wiped out. But they all get wiped, wiped out. out. Except they all yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he picks them up one by one. Anna. And it's funny you mentioned Jessica Ventura because he is a very big part of this movie. But I cannot think of another movie that has starred uh, two people who have gone on to both become U.S. governors. Well, they're we both said running that. man. Yeah. Jessica uh, Ventura is also yeah. running yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Which was in this same, which was made the same year as this movie. So they were co-starring, they were just kind of, you know, putting each other off, going from movie to movie, and, you know, making it happen for them each other, for themselves. And and Jesse Ventura had the, the badass gun of the movie. The, the most little, impractical gun for a hike through a, a jungle, but... Well, if you're going to be yeah. clandestine about anything, it's really not practical, but man is a badass. Dude, I love that scene when Jesse gets chopped down by the Predator. And Matt grabs his gun and just starts blasting the woods. And then everybody else starts stepping up and just starts shooting. They don't know what they're shooting at. They can't see what they're shooting at. But they just unload. And if you look in the movie, it almost looks like they actually took real guns, set them up, and just tore down this woods. Honestly, I think they did. It looks looks just like, because you can kind of see like one... Because it's, it, I, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if you get to see Mac in in the picture, but it's like it, you could kind of see the difference between like when they when they're showing Mac shooting and then they cut to like kind of like behind him and it's just like spraying. You can kind of see a difference, and I'm like, man, it looks like they just unloaded God, like God knows how many bullets into that woods. And and actually, that's the first scene that you actually see Predator get hit and Predator bleed, which is like. This green secret of the use, secret of green, yeah. yeah. And then I think Arnold even says, "Does he say? Does he see the line? If it bleeds, it can die." I don't know who says that. Well, I think someone says that. Somebody says it bleeds, it leads, or something. Something like that. Something along those newspapers. Oh, okay. What are what the hell are newspapers? That's, that's the article. If it bleeds, um, it bleeds. Mm. Is this the best Predator movie? Like, is this the best Predator movie ever made? And, and I'm including all the eight Alien v Predator movies. Well, I'll be honest. I've seen Predator 2, obviously. Another classic. Um, but in terms of the Alien vs. Predator, I have not seen the original. And I've only seen half of Requiem. Wow. Mm. What do you think? Yes. Buddy. It is? It is, right? Yes. I, and, and, and the next one is a close second is Terminator 2. I mean, I don't ter- Terminator 2. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? That is the best Predator movie. <laughs> if Predator showed up in Terminator 2, it would be the best movie. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, but um, I think it is. I, I love Predator 2. Yeah. I, I think that's a close second, and then I'm going to put um, the one with uh, Adrian Brody as the third. That was the first. That was going to be my ranking. It's, it's Predator, then it's Predators, then Predator 2, and then the rest of them can just take a seat. Oh, so you put You're Predators before Predators. Yeah, too. I love Predators, man. It was good. I love that concept. I love everybody in it. Do you have a copy of it? I do. I'll borrow it. All right. I think um, I think the first um, the first Alien vs Predator, where they're in the Arctic and all that stuff, it's okay. They got a little bit better with I think Breckman, where they're in the, the woods. I do appreciate the Lance Hendrickson shout out from that first one. You know, because he's obviously he plays uh, what's his name, 
Bishop in the Alien movies. Oh, so I appreciate that little shout okay, out. Okay, okay. Keeping oh. it in the family. <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah. IndieWire calling Predator 2 hopelessly dated. Uh, they can take a hike for several reasons. That movie's not hopelessly dated. Still holds up. Yeah. B, I've, I've had friends that have gone to L.A. and they say L.A. looks like Predator 2 today. So, <laughs> it's not hopelessly dated. It's clearly well, still holds I, up. I mean, I can see them saying, you know, hopelessly dated as in... Yes, it does portray LA in a certain, uh, a very negative light. Look at the vehicles. This is you know 1990, so everything is very big, very it's boxy. To be future 90s. Um, you know, it's it, exactly. It's supposed to be future, but it just winds up looking like dystopic, um, horrible California. But at the same, I mean, all, all, the, all the guns are all outdated. Can't forget that one. All the guns are horribly outdated. Everything about it, the suits, the outfits, everything. I love it. Uh, I am. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we're good. Um, how do you want me to do your check? Separate or one? Or uh, separate, please. Separate. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody's picking up the tab here. <laughs> we're all cheap bastards. We gotta cut and run. Um, what was that? Oh man. You were talking about how much you love Predator 2 and how it's like your favorite movie of all time. And how Danny Glover deserved an Oscar. Danny Glover is amazing in this movie. I mean, no one plays the washed up bitter cop than him. I'm too old with this shit. And a little shout out to him, by the way. Lethal Weapon movies? Oh, no, thank you. Which, you know, I would love to do at some point, but even it doesn't really fall into the Comic Con world. The Lethal Weapon franchise was created by Shane Black, who played communications guy with all the jokes. Mm, okay. I can't remember his name. He's just communications guy. Shane Black. He also wrote and directed, he also wrote uh, Monster Squad. Yep. He's pretty much like, he was like the go-to guy in the 80s. Like he, he, he was up and coming, but people were like, wow, this guy's really good. You know? And they even eventually got him later down the road to direct uh, Iron Man, right, direct Iron Man 3. Which, say what you will, I think it's pretty badass. A lot of naysayers out there. I guess that's oh, a great one. Any, sorry, any, any, drops, any drops two pussy jokes in this movie? He drops two pussy jokes in this movie. They're left field. Those were improvised by Shane Black. Much to the director's dismay. Yeah, he, uh, he wasn't liking that. He was not a fan of it. I was surprised that it passed the, yeah, uh, they the kept rating it. system. Yeah. Not, you know? I mean, I guess it already had an R, but it's the 80s. It was a different time back then. They don't make <laughs> movies like this PG-13 in the 80s is R now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Damn helicopter. That's such a good point. I want to give you a kiss. Mm. Let me finish my food first. Okay, you got it. Smoochy, smoochy. Do you have anything else to say about this movie before we jump on the casting call? Uh, I mean, oh, maybe we should rate it first. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> jumping ahead. Get the get the sequence right. But no, I would like to drop this though. Going back to the uh, article that Brandon sent us, which I found interesting, with you know, of course, the Jean Jean John Carl Van Dam, whatever the fuck his name is, you know that fuck. Jean John uh, John, yeah. Um, they actually had a monkey in a red suit. Oh, to play the predator when he's like jumping through the trees, you know, and his camouflage. Oh, but okay. they, I guess, ended up finally scrapping it because just to get the to get the movements and everything like that. But I guess they ended up not using it. But a couple of those scenes when you see him in the camouflage, jumping through the trees, it kind of almost looks like a like a monkey. Exactly, exactly. You can kind of see those uh, that that shape and that that style of movement leaping around. Yeah, that's that's really neat. So those I thought, I thought, still, I thought effects still hold up. Huh? Those effects still hold up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, for being 87, 
with some of the shit that comes out today. And even the shot, the cinematography, like everything's so like, the scale of everything was just, I watched it again, I was like, wow, like, I, I think Brandon, it, it was a Blu-ray. Yeah, but even just like the angles, how they shot, you know. Yeah. Well, that's funny, because, um, Going back to the article, they don't change how they sh shoot it for the Blu-ray. I mean, well, I know, but I mean, they, they they touch it up, clean it up, and stuff like that with technology they just, today. They just blow on the disc and then put it back in. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, it wasn't laser disc. <laughs> and, um, hey, 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 now, no hating on the laser. Disc, no hating right? on laser disc. Yeah, I was, oh, man, my dad was so proud when we got Terminator Two on laser disc. That opening you had a scene, laser disc. We had laser disc. Oh, dude, we had a whole bunch of them. <laughs> Terminator 2, that opening scene, when you got the surround sound going on, subwoofer, as soon as that foot comes crushing down on that skull and just crunching yeah. everywhere all around you, ah, amazing. Do you still have those? Laserdisc? No. <laughs> what if we change the format of this podcast to only do reviewing movies that we had available on Laserdisc? Oh my god. Well, I never had a Laserdisc. Well, we'd have so, to, you know, we'd have to start one. We'd have to get one somehow. Get, get a laser player. <laughs> oh, we'll just start watching them. I just start, start a new podcast. We had Field of Dreams on it. Um, oh, man, so many. Because we had Stargate. That was a good one. Because what, laser discs were like a size of a record? Yeah, fuck, yeah. Ugh, Stargate. We should do a Stargate episode. Oh, yeah, we could do that. I just recently picked it up again um, at... Uh, Goodwill. I was sitting there. It was like three dollars for, for a DVD. All right, cool. I got it. Good for and you. Then, I, then I took it inside and I uh, started to watch it. Uh, that DVD was produced so old, it's actually printed on two DVDs. So I have a forced <laughs> intermission in the middle of that movie. Um, That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. So it was definitely Goyer. one of the originals. That's one. Well, you ready? What do you say? Let's do it. We rate the movie, we rate the movie for several ratings of positivity, because we like to keep it positive in this world. Too much negativity going on. So, our rating system goes like this. We have Call Out of Work good, Movie Theater good, Catch It on Cable, Netflix streaming good. Sick with the Flu good. Sick with the Flu good, and... Solitary confinement. Solitary confinement. Thank you, buddy, for pulling me out of the ashes once again. Sometimes <laughs> I need a little step up before I can even look down. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm going, man. I'm saying Call Out of Work Good. This movie's amazing. I love this movie. If it came out, and I say that because if it came out again today, if they reissued it, right? They'd be like, I would probably call out of work to go see it. In the movie theater. I love this movie. Yeah, I would love to see this movie on a big screen. I never got a chance to when I was a kid. I, kid, obviously, I saw it on, on beta or VHS or whatever the hell format it was on. I'm sure, it's how not Laserdisc. But, <laughs> you know, hey, I would love to see this on a big screen. If they had this anywhere, screened anywhere on a big screen in the theater, I would make, I would get my ass to that theater to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. You guys? What do you say? I'm going to go to, I'll go to the same. Yeah? Because, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a classic. Classic. I mean, no matter what, if, if you, I mean, if you got the DVD, you're going to watch it. If it comes up on TV, you're still going to watch it. It just, it's like, like it goes back to what we say, it's a, it's a, it's a classic. Yeah. And so, of course, if they, if they, if they, you know, re-released it, I would definitely call it work to see that in the, in the movie theater. All right. Now, now, uh, <coughs> 
Pete to be a little bit of a dissenter on there, but I'm going to call it out and say movie theater good. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, I mean, I absolutely love the movie. It is a classic. It is an iconic uh, film. Uh, it is a film, in my opinion, one of my absolute favorites of all times. So that's why I've gone out. That's why I've bought it multiple times. You know, if I lose it or scratch a disc or something, I will go out. I will buy it again. Okay. And if it comes on TV, I will most certainly sit there and watch it above and beyond anything else. I don't care what else is playing. If it comes out in the theater re-released, I'm certainly going to go out there and see it. But if it comes down to me either making money or going out to go see a movie that I've seen 20 million times and that I've grown up with and that I can almost repeat every single line in there, I'm probably not going to call that a work. Unless it's a special occasion, um, you know, um, all the guys decide to go on out and there's... I don't know, hookers in the movie theater or something. I don't know why there is. I was, I was really trying to think of a of a, um, of a special occasion where all the guys go out and it doesn't sound Well, sexual, I mean, apparently, me, I mean, I guess me and Nick are some of the guys, because, I mean, we're going to be there. I mean, if there's hookers in the movie theater. <laughs> well, game on. Don't you no. got sick time? <laughs> Just don't be getting caught sitting in that theater by your boss. What the fuck are you doing in here? Yeah, right? I'm sick. I wanted to watch a movie. And if somebody does schedule you for an interview, don't and, and you don't answer their phone call, don't text them back and say, I'm sorry, I'm in a movie theater. Thank True you. story. Yeah, so, <laughs> who was that? Oh, oh. we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so this is this is called a work good for me. Uh, Sean says movie theater good, and uh, Buddy agrees called a work good. I like it. Yeah. Moving on to the casting call. The casting call where we recast the movie, sometimes for the better. Better? Better? Mm. Sometimes for worse. Sometimes. Sometimes just to just to be a dick, throw something out there. Like when I recast Mar- the movie The Martian, and I said that a staper could have done a better job than, than Jeff Daniels. <laughs> or a picture frame. Maybe I said picture frame. <laughs> well, that being said, going into this, let's start off with the bat. You know, hey, Arnold, Dutch, the man. Who you, who, who you have for him? Because, I mean, that's going to be the hardest person to replace in this whole movie. Oh, is it? Is it, though? Who you got? Because I just got The Rock. That's right. Can oh, you smell shit. what this motherfucking rock is cooking? Okay, I can see it. In a modern day predator, yes. I think that's a good choice. Okay, I'll agree with that. I'll sign off on that one. You guys? Well, I was trying to think of, you know, who, who would be good as for present in this, and not a lot of people came to mind because he is such an iconic. This, this one was very hard to do, and as I've told you guys before, I personally am not very good. Don't know a whole lot of actors by their names or anything. Yeah. Can't recall. I, I just know a good story. Uh, but someone I thought would be um, Tom Hardy. Okay. I think like a Bane-style Tom Hardy, but he got jacked up for that movie. Granted, the guy's a little short, but hey, so That's all, that was going to be my, um, my complaint. Is you know, how tall is he? Oh, who gives I love Tom Hardy. I, would love I, I, think, Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy yeah. could do a really good job in that role because he... He's the type of actor who doesn't take himself uh, too seriously. Yeah, he could but always goes the extra mile to be that character. Oh, he's method, no, he's M A T H O D man. He's he's, he's he's method like a motherfucker. Oh yeah, he's a fanta- he's a fantastic <laughs> actor. I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree great. with that. But like, see, the thing is, like, oh, you, need, you need a you need a, a, a large stature oh, person. Okay. All right. What are you, what are you complaining <laughs> you, about? You got to shit all over it. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm sorry. Like, okay, I'm gonna cast uh, Danny DeVito as, as as Arnold's character as that's, Dutch. That's nowhere near his his pick for Tom Hardy. So Tom Hardy's a little short. Who cares? You know? Yeah, but okay. So if you get a little short dude, and then you got other tall dudes around him, and he's just like looking like a normal dude. I mean, that's, that's, that's true. I'm that's saying true. Arnold has his stature is tall. They're all tall. Bill Dukes exactly. is tall. Arnold's tall. And so. And I'm actually, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to do a role reversal. Have Carl Weathers do Dutch, 
and then Arnold. Okay. Do uh. Okay. That's no. Do no. Arnold gets his arm blasted off. But then you can see Arnold come up with some fucking Uzis and look kind of cool. Exactly. Now, does Arnold do blackface? No. Okay. So no. Just, just no. <laughs> okay. Is Carl Weathers doing white face? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I mean, I saw him with white chicks, and it was pretty disturbing. <laughs> Wasn't the Wayne Brothers best, but God bless them. They gave us stuck me a minute to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood, so I guess they're okay. Yeah. Did you, Did you anybody else get anything for uh, Carl Weathers, Dylan? No, not really. I mean, the initial thought that I had, just because you do need a large portion of that statue, not necessarily for the cocky attitude, but, and I don't even know what the guy's name was, but um, the Green Mile, uh, that actor, I believe he, he passed away a year or oh, two ago. Yeah. Michael Clark Duncan. Yes. Interesting. Sure. All right. Sure. If okay. that's what you say his name is. <laughs> but okay. just a guy so of that stature. Um, <laughs> just, you know, a really big guy. Okay. Um, now that could just be typecasting. I mean, there's no reason to say that this guy has to be a black person, but well, I mean, I That's did true. it anyway. Yeah, you could go the other way, like like Buddy Hamilton. Yeah. What about you? Did you get anybody to do with other than your your role reversal? Hey, if you're gonna do a shit on my role reversal. We could take it on the parking lot right now. I would never fucking slap you. I would never. <laughs> You'll slap me silly. I won't even be able to get back up. Actually, I'm it's gonna true. go. It happened, kids. It happened. I'm gonna go Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Okay. Yeah, because he can have that demeanor. Like, I don't give a fuck. You know, because that's what he does. Part of the team. Not really part of the team. Like kind of lone wolf. Trying to be, you know, take over the lead kind of time. So the character that he played in both GI Joe 2, as well as the character that he played in Expendables 2, and perhaps even the character he might have played in Tears on Sun 2. Yes, the sequel. That's right. There was a sequel. Look it up. He <laughs> didn't die in that movie. They brought him back. I got Wesley Snipes. Oh, and I mean 1987 Wesley Snipes. Yes. Okay. What about Billy Blanks? Billy Blanks? Can stay home. Uh, yeah, no, he's too busy. What, what was his thing? Being like Jazzercise or what was his? Oh, um, Tybo. Tybo, that's right. Okay. Not that we're shitting on Tybo. There's nothing wrong with Tybo, wrong with Nothing wrong with it. Hey, what's, I can't believe I'm just blanking on this. He also starred in the Roddy Roddy Piper movies. They live. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Which is another. You know, we should do a John Carpenter episode. Just a whole episode. There's so many good stuff out there. Right. What about what about Mac? Bill Dukes. Uh, he was a guy shaving with a sweat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anytime. 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 Oh man. I got Sam Jackson. Okay. Oh, fix mm. Sam Jackson. <laughs> Uh, with the fro and everything. With the fro? Yep. Okay, but Mac in the movie is bald. <laughs> That's fine. But just imagine when he's flipping out after he sees uh True. Okay, he sees okay. his buddy, you know? Yeah. Which I, I could watch a whole movie with Jesse Ventura and Bill Dukes, like just their character alone. Oh, yeah. A little spin-off movie. But when he eats it, and like you said in early in the, in the cast, you know, he picks up the gun, he starts going nuts, yeah. he's running after him, he's going... I think, I think Sam Jackson would be fantastic in that. Okay, I can see it now. Loud I can see noises! It. <laughs> um, so if start, somebody's making a, a Bloody Mary over there. So <laughs> um, man, who do you... Do you, have, you have anybody from Mac? I don't. I don't. Okay, what about uh, Jesse's Body Ventura's character? I can't remember his name. Uh, Blaine. Blaine. What about Blaine? Blaine. Oh, man. The slack jaw. He's dug in there like an Alabama tick. 
Um, Ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> Hulk Hogan? That's exactly oh, what I was thinking. That was exactly yes. what I was just thinking. I am you a have to have just this. Just, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And if you, if you didn't hear that, we just high fived each other. We did. We totally did. And the waitress came up to us like, "What are they? What are they doing with their lives? What are these weirdos still sitting at the booth?" And it's funny. Later? I, I think the three of us were a little nervous at first to do it here at first, but once we got some food in us, we just started rolling. We don't even care. We're just nerding out over here. Yeah. So, so I was fun. like, "Speak for yourselves." I'm, I'm, no. I'm mortified. I it's always fun to do it in public. There's that little risky where we get caught. That's where we popped our cherry. You know. I mean, that's basically. Oh, that is true. That's true. You guys had a little live, live on air action. Yeah, with our milkshakes, with our cherries sitting on top. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> Bringing all the boys to you, <laughs> Jesus. Anybody, anybody else for Blaine? For, nah, I'm, I'm going to sign off on that Hulk Hogan. Okay. That was a good pick. Yeah, that, was a good that, pick. that was a real good pick. Yeah. What about Billy? He cuts himself open. Had a little hot sauce on the knife. Okay. The um, thing out there is not human. You know who I would have liked to have seen? Um, and, and this is one that I had a couple uh, different choices. Thank you, choices. Thank Thank you guys. You. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Thank you. So I had a couple different choices on this one. Um, you know, originally I wanted to come up with a smart-ass answer, and I was going to say, uh, what's his name from Dances with Wolves? Kevin... Uh, um, uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, yeah. Interesting. Uh, just because, for some reason, I was just trying to think of, all right, who are some uh, Native American iconic actors? And, of course, you get the one white guy who tries to be one. Um, so I'm not going to go with that. And then I was thinking, uh, what's his name? I believe it's Graham Greene, who actually plays um, in Dances with Wolves as one of the, the co-actors. Now I'm thinking Last of the Mohicans. My man. The guy oh. who plays um, um, Magua. West who Duke? works with the French and, uh, yeah, winds up killing that guy. Yeah. That is hilarious because look at my notes. Ladies and gentlemen, this has happened never before with these individuals, but look at my notes. West Duty. Okay, I realized that was my attempt at the last Mohicans theme, so that was awful. And it sounded more like X Men. Yeah, it Yes, folks, we're getting kicked out right now. <laughs> like, get these weirdos out of here. Some guy just looked over his tweed blazer and was like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> and another guy was like, hey, buddy, I got five kids to feed. <laughs> I thought you said three. Who's <laughs> doing the math? So, moving along, I got Shane Black. Now, of course, I don't even have the actor's name. Sean put his phone away. Uh, but he's the communications guy. He's the guy with the, uh, the pussy jokes. He's the, the uh, everything for you. Hawkins. 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 Who do you got? Who do you love? Money, money, money. Sam Rockwell. That's who I got. Oh, that's oh, good. Young Sam Rockwell. Not TMNT yeah. Sam Rockwell, but like uh, Galaxy Quest Sam Rockwell. Okay. Okay. You know, gotcha. cracking jokes. You know. That's true. That's true. I can see that. Anybody? I had some... Bob Saget. Wow. I love it. Okay, I, would, yeah, I, no, I actually good. love that a lot. That's fantastic. <laughs> I can totally see that. I was the first one to get iced, too. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's perfect. I'd almost be sad to see Sam go, not as sad to see Bob go, you know? <laughs> and I know these guys on a first-name basis. Yeah. You know, just because I'm not a big fan of the actor and because his name has been called out a few times, 
I would like to see Jean-Claude Van Damme. Wow. Because I think it would be hilarious as hell to see him and his accent try to pull off all some of the jokes that Hawkins did <laughs> and try to make them go over without just sounding creepy as hell. Yeah. My wife's uh, got a, uh, she have a, a big pussy. Uh, I go down on her and I say, um, she says, keep going. And I, keep going, keep going. And I, and I say, what, what, why the echo? You know, because it's so big. Um, <laughs> that's why... It's the pussy so now, big that... Don't get me wrong, Jean-Claude Van Damme, he's got some some actually pretty good movies out there. Time Cop, absolutely Time Cop is a that classic. movie. Yeah. It's great, it's don't great. Our Target. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on, absolutely the perfect. Bullet. That being said, I think his uh, control of the English vernacular, <laughs> at least during this time frame, left a lot to be so desired. Hard. Much like Arnold, but so at least hard. Arnold will do it. I'm going to kick you so hard in the face. <laughs> um... The Village Girl. Anna. Oh, holy shit. I have Selma Hayek. A.K.A. Rackamongers. <laughs> A.K.A. Assalicious. Yes. A.K.A. Ages Like a Fine Wine. Oh, yeah. really, I don't even want to say what era, even though she just did an action movie that went right to Netflix called like Elizabeth or something, where she just is like trapped in an apartment and just kills like 50,000 dudes. Really? Yeah. And it was pretty badass looking, and I was like, I can see more of that. Was it Desperado good? Desperado Selma Hayek, maybe. How about that? Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yes, yes. I like that. You know what? Honestly, I didn't have anybody for the... I mean, because she has a role, but... I mean... She's just a helpless victim. Exactly. Just another victim. So Kid. basically, I mean, basically, you could, you could have thrown anybody in that position. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not anything that's... All right. Well, I mean, you know, right? At no point in time did her presence really move the storyline further, except for the fact that the dumb bitch ran away again. Let's go get her. Well, she would have moved this storyline further. I mean, of course, there is also the get to the chopper. Oh, you know, nice. I mean, he kicks the gun out of her hand. <laughs> yeah, that would not have occurred if she had not been there. So I guess we do have to owe some thanks to her character. Yeah. Uh, uh, get to the chopper is a line that everyone knows from this movie. Oh, yeah, you and you sent us uh, a text message with yeah, a yeah. little... What are, what are they called? Um, a meme? A meme? Whatever yeah, the fuck they yeah. are. Well, um, no, it was as soon as uh, you guys announced that this was the movie that you wanted to do, I was so excited I had to look it up. And yeah, it's a, it's a meme of Arnold shooting his big ass gun, and um, below it, it just starts blinking, get to the chopper. Yeah. That was, that was funny, I like that. Is there anybody else? Do we have anybody else? That's it. That's, that's, that's it. I mean, that's all I got. Well, what about the Predator? What did you think about the Predator's movements? Is there anybody else that you would have thought would have done a good job? I mean, you've got the guy who did uh, Gollum. Um, you know, he's uh, obviously... captured Predator kind of thing? There's that. Um, what about uh, Ray Park? Who played uh, Darth Maul? That's actually the other guy who I was thinking of. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was—he's done a couple of different movies. Yeah, he's like done a lot that. of stuff like that. Okay, I like that. I like that. I actually, yeah, no, I can't believe we didn't. We didn't. I think probably Dick Grayson would have been pretty good for that role, but beyond that, I can't really think of anybody Dick else. Dick Grayson, I love it. Whoa. Transcending time, space, fiction, and reality. <laughs> actually, I think the dude that originally played the Predator was Seven Two. Yeah, and he died short, sadly. Yeah, like shortly after the movie. Right? Yeah. He contracted HIV through some sort of blood transfusion he received on set. Kids, don't get a blood transfusion on set, whatever you do. Yeah, it's I mean, try not to get one anyway, but if you can't avoid it, yeah. Don't do it in a foreign country either. Yeah, hell no. Rants and good news? And now it's time for rants and good news! <laughs> Anybody got rants a rant? Rants and good news. Anybody got a rant? 
I don't know. I, I think I think you got something. It looks like you, you got a little twinkle in your eye. You got. It sounds like you got you got, you got a little something yeah, on the brain. Something down there. Something just to pull it out. So I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna be a little unconventional here. I'm gonna throw out some good news first. But thank you, Pee Wee. The fuck? Who said that? <laughs> so I'm sorry. Proceed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a promotion. Oh, At my job. It's kind of a big deal. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. That being said, I've been doing the job here for a little while now. I'm kind of waiting for these things to fall into place. So getting into my rant here, getting ready to interview somebody. You know, I'm hiring people for this, you know, position, you know. Okay, okay. My appointment time rolls around. 11 o'clock a.m. rolls around. Nothing. No calls, no, no calls from security. No, no show. Yeah, exactly. So I... So I call this person, at least on the phone number I have, I leave a voicemail, I immediately get a text back from the person, and they say, I'm sorry, I'm in a movie theater. What the... At which point, I respond, and I go, hi, this is so-and-so, I'm here to interview you for the position of space docking control, um, where you'll be, you know, shipping cargo into, into outer space, um, you know... <laughs> What can I do? You know, by the way, where are you? Kind of, yeah. you know, she writes back and she goes, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know I didn't get the email. Um, can we reschedule? I say, No, we can't reschedule. Either way, you're supposed to be here for your interview for space docking control. We'll be shipping matter into outer space. Um, we can't reschedule the interview. She gets mad, gets HR involved, gets everybody else involved. Everything goes up, blows up from there. Really? Oh, yeah. Apparently, she's already an employee with, with the company. On another space dock control contract, sending matter into outer space. Holy shit! So right. she completely drops the ball. She drops the ball, and, and then, then some. she drops then the Macy's bag, the Bloomingdale's bag. She drops everything, and then kicks you right in the balls. And goes right in the ball. Goes to HR. I almost would have rather had her say, "Sorry, I'm getting wasted. Go fuck yourself." And then I would have had to been like, "Hey, that's okay. That takes balls." I don't think she knew the number, and then she didn't realize who it was, and then immediately afterwards was like, "Oh." But who forgets an interview, especially for a prestigious job like? You know, space docking control with yeah. setting yes, matter in outer space. Oh, yes, thank you. You know, so to, just to piggyback off that, it's one thing if you get an interview, accidents happen. Maybe she didn't get the email. All right. But you don't reply back and just, you know, send a text message or I'm in a theater. No, you get a message like that, you step the fuck out of the theater and right. you call that person back immediately. Right. Especially if you want to be a space docking control expert and send matter into outer space. Well, I mean, if you don't even know the number, why the hell are you texting back? I'm in a movie. Right. Like, I mean, what the hell? She had to be expecting something. Right. Or just hoping on a, you know... I, you know, and, and, and that's the thing, you know, and that's part of, you know, maybe it's part of the world we live in today where it's 21st century where everybody just responds to text. That's really more or less where this rant is trying to go. You know, the fact that we don't even, like, put up the phone and call each other for these kind of things anymore, that people think it's okay to, like, text, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I know a guy who's, you know... He's running, um, he's running uh, dark matter rockets up in the, you know, up to Mars every other Tuesday. You know what I mean? Okay. And he's okay. to help Hal Jordan. Exactly. And he's helping. He's, you know, he's getting some help from the Green Lantern Corps. And he still texts me every time he's got a bungalow bay next to him, and he wants to sleep in in a couple more hours. I'm like, no, pick up the phone. Give me a phone. What's going on? You know, texting, it's it's uh, overrated. Aren't you crotchety old man? It's, it's it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Okay. It's a bit, it's a bit much to assume that communication is going to be received completely. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, because a text message can be taken a lot of different ways. The tone. You get the you, tone. You don't. You don't get the tone. Right. You don't get the body language. You just want to hear the sweet voice on the other end of the line. There's yeah. certain times when it's appropriate. Certain times when oh, it's yeah. not. Of course. 
Of course. But I mean, that, that, I mean that's, that's, way, that's the way we're evolving now. Yeah, and maybe I'm just an old man, like Sean said. You know, I'm an old crotchety man. I mean, you already got gray hair. Right. Well, that's right. So kids, don't be late for interviews. Five minutes early is on time. If you are going to skip out on your interview, <laughs> just skip out on it. Yeah. Don't text back. Just, just blow it. And don't just, take just it to HR. Just blow it off. Don't take it to HR when it's your fault. You don't take it to HR, especially when you, you miss an opportunity to you know blast materials into space. <laughs> My daddy always said, you show up on time, you're already 10 minutes late. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Actually, he never said that, but it's still. We can go with it, though. We can go with it, though. We've, all, we've all heard it. Always said. We've always heard it. We all heard it. So I'm grateful where I'm at today. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Congratulations to, uh, yeah, on, the, on the promotion. Thank Hopefully you. you still have it when you go back to work after this thing uh, all settles down. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's totally fine. I mean, even uh, even uh, HR called me up and said, no, we're, we're going to go ahead and, um, you know, excommunicate her from the clan. So, nice. That's what it needs. You ask a lady like that, you need to. Well, if you start a job and you call in your second day, and then your third day is an interview for another position, and you blow that up. I mean, you're not you're not on the right track. You're not on the right track. You're not looking good. No one's looking good. Yeah. Except me. I'm Except always Sean. looking good. <laughs> Anybody else? What you news? got, Sean? You got anything? Um, no, no. Actually, I don't. I mean, as I said, uh, uh, no I'm very excited about. Uh, uh, preacher coming out. Um, you know, one thing we just want to say our thoughts uh, and uh, you know memories are out there for Muhammad Ali who passed away this week. Mm-hmm. So you know, a little shout out to, to him, uh, one of the greatest of all time. Um, beyond that, uh, I mean, I guess I could rant on the douchebag standing outside of Tito's right now with his freaking aviator glasses and his high shade. It just—he just looks like a douchebag. I mean, I don't really know if he is. Yeah, he, he could actually be like a service member, you know, be a member of our military. One do something yeah but for some reason i just want to hate on this guy for some reason so sir if you are serving or have served thank you but you do look like a douchebag wow. anyway to continue on and his aviators a little 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 small <laughs> all right next up uh, my brain is what the fuck are those these those sunglasses these are party sunglasses do they glow in the dark yeah are you serious Neon yeah. yellow sunglasses with Palm trees on them. Black palm yeah. trees on them. Yeah, I mean, they're cool, man. Look. They look like something you bought at the dollar okay, store. Okay, they are. It but looks see, like I something your girl would wear. My wife got them for me. Out of like oh, the. For out herself, of the, and then you stole them? No, she got them for me. Did oh, she win them out of one of those toy claw machines where you put in the quarters and it. I needed a new hat. She got some sunglasses to go with my new hat. She was tired of my old hat. She didn't like my old hat. Okay, okay. Did she get you those for when you go running at night and it's too bright out and you're worried about the car seeing you? You need to glow in the dark. Do they really glow in the dark or you just pull them away? I hope they glow in the dark. I don't really know if they glow in the dark or not. You need to test that out. Here's a new thing that I'm doing. When people ask me a question, I just say yeah. Everything. <laughs> oh, so you. Oh, so you. You pull. You pull on that. You're just gonna say yes to everything. Yeah. So like that way, when people are like, what do you come here all the time? I'm like, I'm gonna be like, yeah. Like, what do you recommend? I'm just gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> not, not even give them a choice. Just be like, yeah. yeah but do you like the French fries? Yeah. You know. <laughs> and not was yeah. It, was, was, yeah. I thought you said nah. It's a nah. Nah. It's like yeah. <laughs> that way you can't get in trouble. It's like no, I said nah. Like nah. <laughs> Take it, take it how you will. Right. Take it how you will, and hopefully Open not to interpretation. I like that. 
you don't have anything other than your rant about my attire? What about this? What about this? I'm I'm in my mid mid thirties T-shirt that she also got. For me. And there's no graphic design. On it no graphic design. You got the little pocket, but still the V-neck. Yeah, it's a V-neck. Well, you got you got a pocket with a button. Why the fuck is this? Just tell me. No, I don't no. care. I, just, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't notice, I didn't notice sunglasses until I just looked over and See, I'm like... let me try it on you. Do I look like a douchebag? Yeah. Wait, did you say yeah? yeah. <laughs> Wait, which one is it? <laughs> what am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you salty dog. Well, that's about all of us here from Comic-Con. So we hope that you uh, show up to your job interviews, that you button your shirt up right, that you don't wear foo-foo shitty <laughs> sunglasses. Uh, rest in peace, Muhammad Ali, and... Don't be a D-bag. Yeah, and I and honestly I can't say too much because I got transition lenses, so I'm not I'm not D-bag. I would never hate on those. That's fantastic. I like it. Helps you see better, and the sun doesn't hurt your eyes. But I guess apparently people people think it's cheesy now or something like that. Fuck those people. Screw that. I don't give a fuck. I don't have to carry around three different pairs of glasses. Exactly. 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 Low maintenance. Low maintenance. People. This is why you bring Sean on a podcast. Put some perspective. Bring it down. And remember, if whatever we did say, if it offended you, if you didn't agree with it, I'm sorry, it is what it is. We did a Predator episode. I'm sure there were things about Predator that we didn't talk about. I'm sure there were things about Arnold that we shouldn't have talked about. But, but hey, it's just fiction. Yeah, and if you don't like it, give us your thoughts at... Comic-Cuts really give us your thoughts at... Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. Thank you so much for everything. Thank, Thank you so much. Sign it up. Come on, is that it? Don't take it seriously.